Welcome to the audio podcast of my pastor Christian. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. These two things actually grant you access into having more in God. What you hear and how you hear. Because what you hear and how you hear is what determines what you become. So, what you hear and how you hear is what gives you access into more in God. Hearing adds to what you have. The more you hear, the wiser you become. Therefore, take heed how you would hear. Now, your glorious word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. See the way you love me. See the way you care for me. Carry my matter for your head, oh. Like a little baby, oh. You watch over me, oh. You know they carry me, they play, oh. Thank you for your love for us. We are grateful. 
thank you so much. Another Sunday morning, you have guarded your people in your presence to bless us. Bless us, Lord, by your word and by your spirit. Let everyone under the sound of my voice be blessed. But as we leave this place, we will go back knowing that indeed our lives has been touched. Thank you, Father, even in Jesus' mighty name. Precious Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Celebrate Jesus. Thank you. Amen. And I want you to have patience for the anointing in this place. You know, in Joshua chapter 3, the Lord spoke to Joshua and he said, I will magnify you before the people of today. Then he said, command the priest who bear the ark to go into the river Jordan. He said, when they get into the river, tell them to stand still. You see, it takes time for what is carried on the shoulder to move from top and get down to the feet so that it will part the Jordan. It was not the moment they stepped in that the Jordan parted. He said, stand still. Just imagine they were impatient. The Jordan wouldn't have split. Then, what they were carrying was the covenant. It was the covenant's power that will move from their shoulders down into their feet that the power will split the Jordan. Have patience for the anointing. Something is happening in your life. Have patience for the anointing. I tell you. I have learned by experience that God is with me. But you see, you need patience for the anointing to work. You need patience. Be present every time. Because every meeting does something to you. The anointing will do things in your life gradually until you see everything turn for your favor. Look at somebody and say, have patience for the anointing. Hallelujah. You know, they were carrying the ark on their shoulders. You should know what you are carrying. If you are carrying something. There's something on me. I know it. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Have patience for it. It will do you good. I tell you. It will do you good. You see, your soul, there's a battle for your soul. The devil wants your soul. And the Lord wants your soul. And the fact is that whenever you confess the Lordship of Jesus, your soul is not one outright, outright. Your soul must continue to be one till the day you meet Jesus face to face. You see, that's why he tells us to renew our mind. What, what is that? Every time God reaches out to you, your soul is being saved. Understand it. That is why you must know why the church exists. When you submit yourself to a church, that part of you that is affected is your soul. Then your soul, what happens to your soul now? tends to affect the other parts of you, your spirit and your body. I hope you are following. 
Don't forget, there's a war for your soul. There's a battle going on in the unseen realm <laughs> that your eyes can see. The devil wants you. God wants you. Allow God to win. Someone say, ah, how can I allow? Yes, because he gave you the right to choose which direction you will yield. Allow God to win. You know, Jesus said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That means a man has the power to exchange his soul for what he wants. Oh. Oh. So you, you are very powerful. God cannot even force himself on you. You have to yield to him. The book of Mark. The book of Mark. Mark chapter 8. Let's read from verse 34. I love Jesus. Mark 8 from verse 34, please. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. You see, deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. Obviously, you know that the cross he's talking about is not the cross that he carried. But you, you also have a personal cross. He says, deny yourself. You get the point. Deny yourself. Then follow me. Verse 35. Then he says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Verse 36. For what shall it profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, what shall it profit a man? So, you know, even in this verse, I can say it in this way. So, if a man gives his soul to the Lord, then he will have profit in this world. They say he will have the gains of this world, but he won't lose his soul. I don't know if you are. But when he goes after the world first, in exchange of his soul, he loses it. Hmm? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Nothing. Nothing is worth that exchange. Let God have your soul. And your soul is your mind, you see, your will, your emotions. That is you. That is why church is important. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 21. I hope you are following. James 1, 21, he says, Wherefore, Lay apart all filthiness. So this is deny yourself. Say filthiness. filthiness. Oh, say it like you are here. Filthiness. And superfluity of naughtiness. Is it, so he says some people are naughty. The things that they are involved in are naughty stuff. Then he says, and receive with meekness. That means with humility. The engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. I thought your soul was already saved. 
So anytime you open yourself up for the word of God, your soul is being saved. Because there's a battle. Many things want your attention. Or it's only me that many things want. <laughs> Glory to God. First Peter. First Peter. First Peter. Chapter 2, verse 11. Look at something. I think most of us here, all of us here are young people, you know. There's nobody who is. Uh, are you not young? Don't, don't try to grow up quickly. Enjoy your youthfulness, please. Where are you rushing to? Huh? No, don't rush. Don't rush it. Enjoy every season. Every season. Enjoy it. If you are single, enjoy being single. I tell you. The day you get married, a bodibi apose. You know, marriage is good. For me, for me, marriage is good. Marriage is good. Very good. For two are better than one. They have much profit for their labor. You see. But there's a certain independence marriage takes from you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Look at me. I don't have permission to go where I like. No. I must report. That I'm going here. I'm going there. You, you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. Yes. I must bath. Look. <laughs> People of God. The fact is that, look, it is my wife that has helped me to learn how to bath frequently. I'm a man. Why? You think I'm an angel or what? <laughs> you, mu you must bath. <laughs> Open your mouth. Open your mouth. And yeah, me. Let, let me see if the scent is okay. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I can't behave that I'm on my own. No, no. I'm a, a man under authority. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen husbands who don't do well. You know, they don't want to submit to their wife's scrutiny. Such men don't do well. Yeah. Everything I do is under my wife's scrutiny. She helps me. She helps me. She's the one that can say it as it is. Some men don't allow their wives to talk. When, when their wives say it, they say, are you the man? Are you the man? Since when did you become the man? No. If she did not qualify to talk about you, to you, then she shouldn't have been married. Because now she's your help meet. How, how does she help you if she can't talk? And the best weapon and powerful instrument God gave them is their mouth. When your wife is quiet, you are in trouble. All the young men here, lift up your right hand and say, Lord, help me to submit to my wife. Maybe you are not married. The day you get married, learn it. Learn it. When you have a good woman, you prosper. You prosper. Yeah. I know some people may not like what... Uh, 
So enjoy every season. Everybody here, please enjoy every season. Enjoy every season. Herself, she can't do what she likes. No, no, no. I tell, you can't wear this. Wear this. No, you can't go there. No, no, no. Don't say that. No, you, you, do you understand? We are submitted one to another. Get that point. <laughs> no, you can't stay till this time. No, you have to be here by this time. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. My wife cannot come and tell me that she is fasting. No, I decide when she fasts. So you are fasting for what reason? Not you. <laughs> hey, 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 people of God. <laughs> Look, you, you are the smartest people on earth. <laughs> First Peter chapter 2. Abu <laughs> Nubu. I pray everybody here you will enjoy your marriage. If you stay, if you stay put, the anointing will give you a good marriage. Amen. You know, you, you can't give what you don't have. Me, I have it. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I tell you, I have it. Nothing is pretense. 100% tranquility. I'm telling you, peace, peace of mind. No trouble. No arguments over nonsense. The arguments are not allowed around us. So when you do that, when you give birth, your children grow well. Because they can see. They can see mommy and daddy love each other. So now you give them hope for a good marriage. When your marriage is turbulent and it's always fighting, 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 the next generation is being told that marriage is not good. Don't go into it. Our children has never heard us that we are shouting at each other for what reason? That what? know about what that they should hear that we are shouting at each other. For what? So that they will think that marriage is not good at all. Look. <laughs> Look at the people we came to meet marrying. Look at the way they are marrying in front of our eyes. <laughs> I pray your marriage will be good. Yes. Right now you are making me talk about marriage. Because I it's like when I started, you are receiving it. Like, the, 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 the antennas are raised. Very sharp, very sharp reception. Yeah. yeah. Very sharp. <laughs> you know, some people, they want to be themselves. Then don't marry. You can't marry and be yourself. No way. You will lose yourself. I want to be myself. What I want is what I want to do. No, <laughs> no please. That, that institution, you submit yourself to her, she submits herself to you. Then you build a life together. Do you understand? And if you're a man, all my sons, can I talk to you? you see, when you marry a woman, one thing a woman wants to know is that you, you, you are for her alone. Look, she will give you everything. The men who 
get very rich who marry plenty. There, there is something they never get from any of the women. Because the women don't feel they are completely in charge of you. So there's something you never get from them. Never cheat on a woman. I know a man is saying, tell the women to. <laughs> Young man, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? Let me say something to you. If you are a young man, listen to me very well. You attract your kind. You attract your, your kind. You see? Yeah. You entertain thoughts of cheating. The woman too will start entertaining thoughts of cheating. But you attract your... You see, the, that thing you are doing to her that you think that she has not seen. <laughs> No woman, you, you lie bad. She knows it. Deep within, she knows it. Yes, that maybe she's not minding you. When a woman knows that you are for her, she gives you her all. And see how you flourish. Somebody say, oh, I know some rich people, they don't have only one, they have plenty. But they are doing well. You don't know them. You don't know them. You don't know them. Get close to them, they will tell you their troubles. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? When you meet Ketura, Sarah Hager, our father, you ask them the pressure they went through. Rachel, Leah, <laughs> trouble, Jacob. I pray for good marriages for you. But first Peter chapter two. I've not forgotten. Yes. Look at first Peter chapter two, verse eleven. Look. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. So he tells you that you are a stranger on earth. You are a pilgrim. That means you are just traveling through. Abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. So you see, there's a war. And he tells you, fleshly lasts, they war against the soul. May your soul be strengthened to overcome any fleshly lasts. Yeah. You see, we live in a generation where last is a common ground. And it's almost like nobody really cares. No, you are different. Please, you can't just watch just anything. You are different. As a child of God, you are different. You cannot just go anywhere. You cannot just submit your flesh to anything. You can't watch pornography. You can't. Fleshly last, they war. I pray. May God win your soul. Amen. And when the Lord Jesus returns, your soul will not be cast away. Your soul would have been won. Nowadays, some people think that it is normal to be sleeping with somebody that you are not married to. It's not normal. It will not be normal. That. How is it normal? How is it normal? You, somebody who has not paid your, your price is sleeping with you. You say it's normal. How is it normal? Please, if, 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 if you are into that, get out of it, of it. It's not normal. It is not normal. No, don't let anybody deceive you that it is normal. 
It is never normal. And young man, live pure. Young woman, live pure. Fight fleshly lust. Huh? I see you overcoming. I see you. I said, I see you overcoming in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. That is why God will always bring you to church. Hmm? Now you see, as the word of God is coming, is working on your soul. The engrafted word is saving your soul. It has that ability. So give yourself to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, I started to share on those who corrupt the children, which is one of the maiden books that have been written and launched. Why is this subject important? This subject is important because God's principles is what would make you prosperous. God's principles. So there are principles that the Lord has set in place that if men should follow, they do well. And one of such principles is the fatherhood principle. And that is what this book seeks to address. So that we are submitted well to the fatherhood principle which God himself has set in place so that we'll be blessed. So that our hearts and our minds will be guarded against those who corrupt us against the fathers God has set over us. Are you following it? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that we will not attract a curse. We will not attract a curse. There are some of you here, you are fighting your fathers, your dad. You said your dad is some way, your dad is this way, and you are fighting your dad. Can I talk to you? It is too dangerous to fight a father, a father figure. Your father, whether God, who is the father of spirits, whether your biological father, whether your father in the Lord who watches over your soul, whether a father figure of an establishment, you can never prosper in an establishment when you fight the father, the father there. So the fatherhood principle must be understood. Malachi. Hallelujah. The book of Malachi. Chapter 4 verse 6. Malachi chapter 4 verse 6. I pray that after today's service, any father figure that you are fighting with, you go and make sure there is peace. Eh? Yes. Don't fight your father. Some of you have even insulted your father and your dad says that I don't want to see your face anymore. Some people, they say that when I die, don't come to my funeral. Eee! Father, help us. Today, when we close service, call your dad. I'm talking about your biological father. Some of you have not called them in a long while. Some of you, to your mothers have spoiled your mind about, about them. Let me say it. Your mothers have spoiled your mind about them because your mothers don't like them. Please, when your mother and your father were fighting, you were not there. <laughs> it's not your matter. It is not your matter. So please, love your mother. Love your mother well. And love your father. No matter what your mom says, tell your mom, Pastor Christian said that I should love my father. <laughs> because the Bible says so. Go and make sure you, you love your father. Malachi chapter 4 verse 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children to their fathers. 
lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Oh. So when children are fighting fathers, what results? What results? What results? A curse. Please, don't invite any curse into your life. Someone say, but my, me, my father is no more. My father is late. Even if your father is late, God never leaves anybody fatherless. Why? Because of the fatherhood principle. Somebody say the fatherhood principle. Good. So God is the father of all. Mm-hmm. God is the father of all. Remember last week we said that when we say a father, fatherhood is not just a title. It's a function. It's not a title. Alright? So God is a father. He's the father of all. And we said a father, the root word is what? Ab. Hebrew. Huh? Which is akin to the Greek Abba. Then the Greek word for father is what? Pater. They all mean the same thing. Alright? Then we said a father is an originator. Uh-huh. A founder. Uh-huh. A source. Okay? <laughs> so everybody here you came from a father nobody no nobody is without a father and if even your biological father is later i said he doesn't leave anybody fatherless because god himself is the father of all he's the father he created everything okay he created everything so he's the father of all he founded everything psalm 89 verse 11 Psalm 89 verse 11. The heavens are thine and the earth also is thine. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. So God is the father of all. So he is the father of all. Does it make sense? Hallelujah. He is the father of all. Malachi chapter 2 verse 10. Malachi chapter 2 verse 10. Malachi 2.10 Have we not all one father? Had not one God created us? Come on. Have we not all one father? Had not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother? By profaning the covenant of our fathers. Have we not all one father? Had not one God created us? So God is the father of all. Because he created all. Okay? Now the Bible says God is spirit. He's a spirit. Hmm? John chapter 4 verse 24. The A part. The spirit of prophecy is on me. Let me push this more. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. See? God is a spirit. So, the word of God says he's the father of all spirits because he's a spirit. Alright? Then he's the God of all flesh because he created everything. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 9. So, we are establishing the fact that God is the father of all. Okay? Why? He's the source. He's the originator. He's the founder of all. Now he says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Okay? 
we gave them reverence. Then he says, Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? So here I told you last week, he brings out two fathers. The father of all spirits and the fathers of our flesh, which is our biological fathers. Okay? Amen. Amen. So settle that. God is not called father because it's a great title. He's called father because he's the originator of all things. He's called father because he is the one from whom all spirits proceeded. He's the originator of all things. So to, to reject God is to reject the father of all things. All right? Then God gave the fatherhood mandate to man. Say God gave the fatherhood mandate to man. Say it with me. So he told man, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, huh? and have dominion. How was he going to do it? Unless the fatherhood principle had been implanted. So the fatherhood mandate was now given to man to continue fathering. Does it make sense? Amen. Amen. Beautiful. So man, the first man, Adam, became the father of the human race because he started procreating. He started giving birth to man. I know that there are doctrines of men who existed before Adam. Okay? Um, sometimes people by knowledge would want to prove they know so much. <laughs> One man of God said that he knows some secrets and he can collapse Christianity in 10 days. If, if he redraws himself from Christianity. When I heard it, I was like, Oga? Oga? But uh, if it was, if it was dest dest destroyable, would you have come to meet it? Do you know who, who have tried to destroy Christianity? Even Nero couldn't. <laughs> People who controlled empires. I said, I said, can you just imagine a preacher who says, when I withdraw myself, I said, ah, ah. Because, because he has information that certain stories were borrowed. They were not in the Bible. They brought it in the Bible. Let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you something. Maybe today you will learn something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Some people would want to say that something that is inspired should not have errors. Let me tell you something. The reason for inspiration is because there are errors. So, inspiration makes sure that errors don't stay. That is why even the old covenant, he said, it is not complete. So he brought a new. Don't listen to people who want to prove and challenge you that there's an error in the Bible. We know. Because men wrote it. Yes, they were under the inspiration. But listen to me. How is it that a man who married 300 and had 700 concubines 
How can that person inspire you? But the spirit of inspiration would help you to see the man's flaws. So don't let anybody confuse you. The Bible is accurate. I'm telling you. Whether they borrow the story or the, it's in there. What do you want to prove? It still doesn't make Jesus not Lord. Jesus is still Lord and he's still on the throne. That is what matters. Don't let anybody confuse you. Don't let anybody confuse you. Hallelujah. I hope you are following. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And I say, hey, how can you collapse Christianity? Can you imagine? And I ask the question, how old are you? <laughs> hey, something that has transcended time. Do you know who would have stopped the mouth of this word we preach? When they bribed the soldiers, they could have killed the message. What, what are you talking about? Something that somebody so believed that he said, don't crucify me like my master. Turn me upside down. You said you can what? Do you understand what you are talking about? Something that people so believed that they were fed to lions and they didn't deny. It has become cheap and everybody says um, <laughs> you will collapse Christianity. Abaduma Hasu. Ask those that tried it. History has the proof. Nobody can. People of God, I'm about finishing. You know. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. <laughs> and had made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and had determined that times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. He says he had made of one blood uh -huh, all nations. Uh -huh. Okay, let's read it in NIV. NIV, please. From one man, this is on the fatherhood principle is passed on. From one man, he made every nation of men. Okay? That they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact place where they should live. So please know that the fatherhood principle has been passed on to man. The fatherhood mandate has been passed on to man. So God is the father of all things. God is the father of all spirits. But then men also become fathers because the fatherhood principle, the fatherhood mandate has been given to man. Does it make sense? So um, last Sunday I gave you three fathers, right? So today let me add two. So the, the first father is who? The father of spirits. Who is? God. Beautiful. Then the second fathers we looked at the fathers of our flesh, who are biological fathers. Okay? Look at somebody and ask the person for me, is your biological father cool with you? Those of you that have lost them, please forgive me for this. Okay? Yeah. But God has still given you fathers. Those of you who your biological, you are fighting your biological father. 
You are insulting him. Calling him a cake. Saying if he knew something, he should have done something better with his life. Hey! How old are you? Look, what visited him has not yet come to visit you. <laughs> if you don't keep quiet <laughs> and what visited him come to visit you, you will salute him. You will salute him. Some of you, maybe your father had some girlfriends. Hey! I'm not endorsing that too. But whether your father had girlfriends or did not have girlfriends is not what makes him your father. Your father is your father. Your father's issues are not supposed... You, it is too big for you. Correction upwards is rebellion. Stop trying to correct your dad. Say, no, 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 no. He's a bad man. He, he picked two, three, three women. He, he made my mother suffer. Look, look, look. Hey, look. Leave that case for your mother. You better honor your father. Some people too, they have the audacity, they talk about it. Then they talk about it, then they talk about it. Me papa dear, me papa dear. Hey, radio. <laughs> As I'm not making all. Don't play with it too. Your father's case is not your case. Some people too, my father, wa mobra. Papa mobra, wa me a bresha, wa me a bresha. Look, if even your father is in prison, Go and visit your father and show him great honor. Go and buy KFC for him. Oh, Add a big coke. Go to your father and say, Daddy, I love you. You are in prison, but you are still my dad. And I'm praying every day for you. They will release you. You know some people? <laughs> Don't let anybody make you fight your dad. I beg you. I be, if I should lie down to beg you, I would lie down to beg. Your father must not be fought. Never. Ne, no matter what your dad did, may say, don't fight your dad. A certain gentleman who thought he was a pastor. Hey, the, what did I just say? Yes, because that's what he thought. He was going to marry a certain lady. Then the father of the lady said, don't marry at this time. I want the marriage done at this time. He ignored the, 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 the father of the lady and went forward to do the thing. Because you know, there are some uncles who want to behave like your father. Uncle is not father. Uncle is not your father. Uncle is your mother's brother. <laughs> some people, they would, they would insult their dad. They respect their uncle. You are warned though. Because some uncles will come. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And the, and the man now is dead. He, they wanted to go and apologize. Because the man didn't go. He chased them with stones. You know. <laughs> okay, now you, you say you are a pastor. We will see. The problems and the challenges, the man cannot even do ministry. No, I'm, I'm telling you something. Nowadays, generation that we just treat fathers anyhow, you think your father is nothing. Because you, <laughs> your dad. One other lady. 
The dad, she was that one too. It was a prophet that wanted to marry the lady. The dad said, No, I don't want him. You know, a prophet can pray. They prayed. And the lady too. I love him. So the, the dad said, Okay. Okay. When do I get married? The dad cried. Then she took in seed. When she was going to deliver, she died. The baby lived. When they informed the dad, the dad didn't cry. So I told you. Your dad. I can tell you story after story after story after story. So there are those who corrupt children's mind against their fathers. Because they think that he didn't do this. So you too... It is not right. Principle is principle. If you like, say gravity is not fair. Go and stand at the balcony and jump. Gravity will welcome you. <laughs> gravity will give you a warm welcome. By the time we realize, your knees will be at your neck. <laughs> because you decided to break a principle. So please. Those of you that mock your biological father, you say anything, you, you, you do all that. And please, when I talk about father, I'm also talking about mother. I'm talking about both parents. Young, many young people are confused because of the way they treat their parents now. I'm telling you. No respect, no honor for parents. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 17. Let's read uh, uh, 30, 11 then 17. If your mom is saying something and you don't agree, keep quiet. It's better to keep quiet than to argue. There is a generation that cursed their father and do it not bless their mother. There's a generation. They, don't, they curse their father and they don't bless their mother. You know what happens to them? Verse 17 is one of the things that happened to them. Look at verse 17. Verse 17. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out. And the young Israel shall eat it. Yes, there may be issues you don't agree with your mom on. But don't argue. Don't go to the extent of insulting. Stand by your convictions. Fine. Because you get to a certain age, you are in the responsible age. So you are responsible for your own decisions. But you don't fight them. You don't fight them. Careful. You know, I didn't know this old. I knew it a bit, but I, I had not caught deep revelation on this. So me at the point, I was, I will argue with my dad. I'm not an angel. I'm a man. Oh, oh you are not appreciating it. One time I think something happened. I was not happy. Then I, hey, the, my dad will talk. I'll talk. My dad will talk. <laughs> then there was an old man. Who, who happened to be around when that was going on? So he went somewhere. He called me. He said, Come here. <laughs> Don't fight your dad. Don't argue your dad. Please, those of you that challenge your parents, fight them, insult them, say all kinds of things. I tell you, one word your mom will say, no matter the height you go, you will come back down. 
There was this lady I have told you before. Bluffing the mom because we're going university. And I'm saying all kinds of things. The mom said, eh. So now you've gone to school, so you don't respect me. You will come back and sell your care, Gary. Gobe. <laughs> That is the that's the international name. <laughs> yes. Botanical name. Go People of God. And if if you are several sisters or brothers in the family, be careful you don't maltreat your parents for them to say because of this thing you have done, I make this one the eldest. Sometimes you start getting money. You don't take care of your parents. The one that takes care of them is the one that they will bless. The one that takes care of them is the one that they will bless. There was this story of this man who had about five children. None of them will take care of the man. But the last daughter, the husband, was so careful to make sure that the man is well uh, uh, taken care of. So one time they were there and the, the man called them. And he said, come. Then he told the man, I want fufu, granite soup. Then one chicken. I want all the parts, except the parts you can't eat. The feathers and the... But put everything on it. He said, your wife can coach you to do it, but don't let your wife touch it. So the wife coached him, he did everything. He said, when you are bringing, bring it alone, don't let your wife come. So he took the food in. And the man sat at the tip of the bed. Here is soft, here is hard, here is soft, here is hard, here is soft. Everything went. Then the man told the in-law, kneel down. Then laid his hands on him. Blessed him, blessed him, blessed him, blessed him. Ble After finishing the blessing and he said amen, he fell backwards and died. <coughs> Pardon me. This guy, somebody asked him, how has he become that wealthy? And he was saying, after that blessing, things started happening. Nowadays, some Pastors make you feel that you don't need your biological parents' blessings. You, there's something wrong. That person who is saying that, is he a father? That person who is trying to tell you that you don't need your biological parents' blessings, is he a father? His children will do something to him. No, I'm serious. What are you talking about? We come to guide your soul to do the right thing, not to take lordship over you. Okay, so somebody said, um, but Jesus said that if you don't hate mother and you don't hate father, hate you, please, don't be childish. Hate doesn't mean go and insult them. He said that when you want to now answer the calling of God and they want to resist, understand that now you are answering to a greater call. So in a way, you will hate them because you will not do their will. But that doesn't mean go and disrespect them and fight them.
I want everybody, go and renew your relationship with your parents. This thing of fighting your father, talk, you talk. Your father, some of you, you live in your, you live with your father in the same house. The father doesn't even see you. Your mom doesn't even know your whereabouts. You don't even check on them. It's almost like they don't exist. And when you are coming to church, you come. And when pastor says, take it, you say, I receive it. Amen. Shout, I receive. I receive. You are shouting, shouting, shouting. You are shouting on top of a curse. <laughs> you have ignored your own parents. I know you. some people won't like me after this message. You see, I've stayed there for a long time. My shedder It's intentional. Because I feel in my spirit some people are not okay with their parents. Feel it in my spirit. Yeah. No matter the disagreement, don't fight them. Never. Make sure when God blesses you, you take care of them. Give to your parents. So I don't have much. I don't have much. The little you have, start giving. Said, but they give to me. You know some people, probably their parents are well to do, so they think that their parents don't have, be, need anything. Who told you that? Who to, you don't give to your parents because they need something. You give to your parents because they have looked after you. They have suffered. They have, look, look at the pain parents go through. The pain. Y yesterday, I, I, I had a family meeting with my children. I said, sit down here. <laughs> because I was not happy with some of the attitudes. I sat them down very early in the morning. I said, look, this information I'm receiving, look, if you trouble my wife, I'll trouble you. <laughs> when she cooks, you say you don't want this. This one says you don't want this. This one says I'll eat this. I said, look, enough of that nonsense. Enough of that. Look. <laughs> I said, look, you are wasting money. You think money, you, you, you do not. Then I, I said, sit down here. Let me calculate for you. Your canteen. Calculate. <laughs> I said, look, if you play with my wife's food again, you will see, you, I, will, I will show you that I give back to you, you didn't give back to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Normally Sunday morning they will misbehave food. Today, they were seated. Everybody, yes. <laughs> Everybody was eating carefully. Because tell <laughs> your children begin to grow. Don't let your children do what they like. At a very tender age, sit them down. When you talk, they hear. Speak to them. It will enter their subconscious and govern them. Everybody here, you become a parent one day. Yeah. Don't allow your children, they just do what they like and say, mama, mama, you don't want to talk. He said, no, me touch you. Me talk. Because sometimes, you know, when, when children come in, in a certain situation, they think there's a lot of money. <laughs> I know when you are talking to children, sometimes they will frown their face. <laughs> you know, parenting, there's so much that goes into parentage. 
And you want to misbehave and treat your parents like they don't exist? No way. Look at someone say, don't go and treat your parents well. If, if, if I know some people they are not minding me because I know there's a problem. There, there's a problem. All right. Now, I think I should just add one, then we close. Fathers in the Lord. Or maybe I'll finish all five. Quick, like five minutes, five minutes. Fathers in the Lord. So, God, in order for his people to be blessed, he also sets fathers over them in Christ. So, the church of Jesus Christ is in houses, families, of which God ensures that he sets a father figure to watch for the souls of his children. Are you here? Good. That is why he wants you to be in a church so that he puts a father over you. So the father over you becomes the covering. A man shall be as an hiding place. So he sets that watch over your soul. Sometimes it could also be a mother in the Lord because some ministries are founded by females. I hope you understand. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 to 17, listen to Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth. 1 Corinthians, please. Chapter 4, verse 14 to 17. Sometimes you are so bitter against your dad. Just don't be bitter. You don't repeat what he did. But the temptation to be bitter is very high. And when you are bitter, what happens is that what troubled him, would you attract the same thing. So the way to escape that is to not be bitter so that you wouldn't attract the same spirit that disturbed him. You don't criticize him. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 14. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. You see, Paul the apostle is writing to the church. Verse 15. For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. So you see, he is trying to remind them of his fatherhood over them. He says, I, I, I'm not saying this to shame you, but I'm warning you because some of you, your attitude is not right. With what authority can he speak like that? Except he is the father over them. Verse 16, he says, Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Say, imitate me. Imitate me. Imitate me. That's why it's dangerous. If you are also in the wrong hands. Because you imitate the wrong thing. There was this... Pastor, hmm. he was hmm, squandering the ladies in the church. You sleep with this one, sleep, even people's wives. So he, he got disturbed because he could feel that the judgment of God will come upon him. So he wants to discuss it with his father in the Lord. Huh? So when he went, he said, Father going through too much. This is my sin. 
this and this and this. The man looked at me and laughed. <laughs> I knew that one day you would come for us to discuss this. I've been doing this also for 20 years. You, you see, have you seen where it is coming from? He said, for the, for, the, for the last 20 years, I have also been sleeping with the girls in my church. And the ministry is doing well. Look at how big we have become. Look at how things are working. That is what shows you are my son. I say, hey! Same spirit. <laughs> so, you better be careful. You know, you know, I'm one person that I love it when people can decide for themselves. Listen to me. Your life, your life must not be manipulated. You should be able to decide. I am here because I can see that the man I'm following is following Christ. The only thing that qualifies a man to be followed is if he's following Christ. The day he stops following Christ, there is nothing that should make that man to be followed. Why? Because you will now imitate the wrong things and you will end up in hellfire. Just imagine a man telling another man, that is what I've been doing for 20 years. I've also been sleeping with the girls in my church. And I've also been... Uh, it, it sounds like an answer story. You'll be surprised some of the things you can hear. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Hmm. I beseech you be followers of me. Verse 17. For this cause have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. So, the ways of the Father in the Lord, Jesus gives you, become your ways. So, it's, it's, very, it's a very sensitive area. So, for example, if you came and I believe in marrying five, by the time you realize that has become your doctrine. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. If you came and I was not somebody that believes in prosperity but believes in poverty, by the time you realize everybody is poor. Because my ways in Christ will definitely become your ways when you submit under that fatherhood principle. Do you understand? Alright. So Christ has placed fathers over us. Now, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. I think I'll be rounding up. How many times have I said that? Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So, honoring and submitting to your father in the Lord will lead you into amazing blessings and in the life to come. So, God wants you to be blessed. Wants your soul to be blessed. So, he never leaves anybody fatherless. He will place a father to watch for your soul. And when he brings you to a church, that is what he wants for you. I hope you are getting the point. Hallelujah. All right. The two other fathers, then I'll round up today. So the other father is father-in-law. Some of you, you, don't, you are not married yet, so you don't have 
father-in-laws. If you are married to someone, your father-in-law also becomes your father. I told you the story of the father-in-law that blessed the son-in-law. And he was prosperous. Some people, they don't want to see their father-in-laws. Or their mother-in-laws. One of the greatest blessings that you will find in your life, if your mother-in-law is alive, it's a great blessing. Hey! Especially the males. Huh? Then the females, most of the time, is the females that have challenges with their mother-in-laws. Can I talk? Yes, there was this lady on the wedding day. So the person who was doing the hair and the fixing of the whatever was there. Then the males, the, the, the husband-to-be's mother was coming. So the lady saw her in the mirror and she had forgotten herself. Where she was saying, Mother-in-law who gave birth to the man you want to marry. Hey! hey! Ask me whether the marriage survived. Ask me. Ask me. Oh, please ask me. Oh, people of God, ask me. <laughs> the way it ended was terrible. What, what makes you think that he can love you when he doesn't love your mother? Your mom. I know that sometimes your mothers can be troublesome. I know. But that doesn't give you a license to go and fight your husband's mother. Send your TBA fans. Or Kasana Jijon. Ama Ampo. Yeah, my so. Don't frown your face when your mother-in-law visits you. Mother-in-law's father-in-law. So your father-in-law is also a father figure that when you take good care of, you also be blessed. Then the last one is fathers of nations, movements, and establishments. Fathers of nations, movements, and what? Establishments. <laughs> Listen. Every nation has fathers. Nations who don't honor their fathers don't do well. <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing, but <laughs> some nations so disrespect their fathers that they want to rubbish history. Things don't go well. I know a particular nation. <laughs> it's one of the African nations. Their name begins with one of the alphabets. <laughs> there was a certain man who he didn't want to acknowledge the founder of that nation. Yes. I learned that that nation they did a coup d'etat and overthrew the founder. Then he he was in another country. So he stayed in exile there. And that country made him a second president. In that their country. Amazing. That 
outsiders could have such honor for the man than his own people. And they wanted to erase and change things in history. But a father is so powerful that the words, you know, this man I'm talking about, he was a father actually of a lot of things in the African continent. He spoke in 1963 in Addis Ababa at the conference of the African Union and proposed that Africa move into unity immediately else Africa will fall and spoil under neocolonialism because he described it as the modern day rule for the imperialists. Meaning, himself may have more me as a mechanic, maybe as a and I may have ground. Look, when you listen to that man's speech, when he was proposing, he was mentioning structures, amazing structures. So if we want to do this, let's 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 do this. Then he said, the independence of his nation is meaningless until it is connected to the total liberation of the African continent. Do you know what they did to his speech after that meeting? They threw it away. And (laughs) you will be surprised the things the man listed. I think you are beginning to know the man I'm talking about. Yes. yes. If you like, if you go on YouTube, just type the most powerful speech at African Union meeting in Addis Ababa, 1963. You will see the one whose name will pop up. Because of political reasons, I don't want to mention oh, yeah. Fathers. Sometimes fathers of establishments. The, fa- the person who established the company you are in is a father. Don't go insulting the person and expect to be paid at the end of the month. Very soon they will sack you. <laughs> Very soon. Very soon. So if you are here and you have also started a company, you are the father of that company. Next week I will share on the responsibilities of a father. Some people start things and they don't take good care of the things. They, they fail to recognize that fathers have responsibility. Fathers start families and they themselves spoil the families. So there's also the side for fathers. The responsibility of fatherhood is not just a title, it's a function. Then fathers of movements. There are several movements. That movement, anybody who belongs to that movement, you better respect the father there. (laughs) So please, fatherhood is not just in respect to the animate. It also refers to the inanimate. If somebody gave birth to a company, he's a father. If somebody gave birth to an establishment, he's a father. If somebody gave birth to a school, he's the father of the school. If you don't agree with his principles, you leave the father's school alone. You relocate. To be there and to fight the father is to jeopardize your own life. Fathers should not be fought. Fathers are to be honored. People of God, I rest my case today. Next week, we are going to deal with the responsibilities of a father. All the male figures here, 
if you are male, you are not a man because you have a manhood. Anything your manhood brings on earth, you must take responsibility. I wish you know how important your role as a man is. A male figure. Every male figure has that fatherhood mandate. I tell you, the world is in chaos because the male figure has lost his balance. And I pray for every male figure here. You'll be a great father. I said you'll be a great father. I said you'll be a great father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And I speak forth as the father over this house. You see, don't let anybody corrupt you concerning this house. If they speak, ask them, please, you, who are you? Are you the father of the house? If you are not the father of the house, why are you saying this to me? If what somebody says doesn't agree with what I will say, say, uh, please, I think you are in the wrong place. I bless you. I command blessings over your head. As the father over this house, I speak for blessings over your head. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you and your descendants never regret for following the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as the father of this house, I speak for blessings. You will be carried with the blessings of God. You will prosper. You will do well. The Lord will deliver you every time. Anything that will want to crush your destiny, the Lord will save you from it. I decree and I declare. I stand even in my office and I speak forth that it shall be well with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If there's any issue with your parents, I pray that there will be peace. In the name of Jesus. And I speak forth as one that watch over your soul that nothing can harm your soul that they that try will be hit by the power of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord make everything good for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You shall be satisfied with the goodness of the Lord. Even in Jesus mighty name. Somebody shout a living amen. amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed. I hope I didn't trouble you. Glory to Jesus. Look at somebody and ask the person, are you going to, are you going to call your father and your mother after church? Yeah. Yeah. And if there's money on you, send them money. Send them something. Yes, send them something. Yes. Or oh, you've never bought something for your mom before. Buy something for your mom. Your dad. Honor them. Amen. Some of you even have your grandparents alive. You are more blessed. Honor them. Honor them. Some people, their grandparents are alive. They, they don't remember the last time they saw them. Because their grandmother is a witch. Their grandfather is a wizard. Uh, and they've allowed you to grow to this level. Uh, I think that when you were younger, your bones were soft. They could have chewed you better at that time. <laughs> my grandmother, before she died, you know, I didn't quite see 
my, my, my dad's mom and dad. I didn't see my mom's father, but I saw my mom's mother. Before my mom's mother would die. Hey, I will all the time go there and she will bless me. When I go there, I give her something. They will say the people who live with her will take her. I say, I, I don't care. All I want is that and I'm gone. Yeah. So those of you whose grandparents are alive, also, when God blesses you, tend there and drop some bag of rice. Drop some money in an envelope and let them bless you. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to today's message. If you want to give your heart to Christ, just say this short confession after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died and on the third day you were raised back to life and you are alive. I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. You are the Lord of my life. Even from this day forth, precious Spirit of God, help me to live for the Lord all the days of my life. God bless you. If you said that confession, you are a child of God. Make sure you are planted in a church that will raise you in the word of God so that you become a tree of righteousness that will bear fruit to the glory of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with my Pastor Christian. We believe you have been refreshed by The Shepherd's Stream for a glorious living in Christ Jesus. You can get the messages of the man of God, Pastor Christian, on Facebook, Telegram, YouTube, Podcast, or Podcast Addict, all at My Pastor Christian or Shepherd Stream Church. You may also call our helpline for the messages and the books of Pastor Christian and for pure pastoral counsel and any other enquiry on 0540-953-017 We also have the pleasure to invite you to join us in our glorious celebration services this and every Sunday at the Fresh Oil Assembly Kumasi City Church KCC Edum right opposite the GRA building behind the Ejaba building. My Pastor Christian also comes your way with Shepherd Stream Prayer Session this and every Friday at 6.30pm at the church premise at Edum. You can also join in the prayer session via Facebook Live at My Pastor Christian. Come, pray, and experience the glory of God. God bless you. Shalom, shalom.